Hi, friends. Welcome to Sit with Brit. This is Brittany Bailey, and today I have a really special guest for you guys. Her name is Haley Arb, and she is an evidential medium who connects to the spirit world to bring messages of love, peace, and healing. She also mentors others on how they too can strengthen their intuition and personal connection. So Haley is someone who I have done a reading with, and I had just such an amazing experience that I wanted to share her and bring her on the platform um, so you guys could get to know her and kind of understand how maybe you could use this in your life. So welcome, Haley. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about, I know I just read your bio, but tell us a little bit about you have such a cool business that isn't just 100% focused on your medium side of things. It's also, you talk to empaths and people who are, you know, kind of coming into this space. So tell us just a little bit about what you do. Yeah. Well, I do one-on-one sessions. That's like the bulk, um, the majority of the work that I do, but I'm a medium. So I connect to those that have passed on the other side. Um, and I do a whole array of, you know, things. So I can do one-on-ones. I do live shows, group readings, uh, to connect to the other side. But then in addition to that, I also mentor and teach others when they're going through their own spiritual awakening process on how they can strengthen their intuition, um, and how they can connect to their higher self and to the other side. Also about empowering, bringing inspiration, all of the good stuff that comes when we connect to our spirituality. So it's a lot of things, but it's all about um, connection and love and kind of coming into your own as well. Yeah. And that's, that's part of what drew me to you. So I know some of the listeners here might know that was one of my first jobs was writing for an online psychic and a medium. And she was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was kind of one of those things where I wasn't really ready in my journey. I just didn't really have anything that I wanted to, to bring yeah. into that. And so, you know, I wrote for her for a long time. And then I always in the back of my mind was like, at some point I'll do a reading at some point I'll find the right person and do a reading. Yeah. And then I came across so random. I came across you via somebody else's Insta stories. Really? <laughs> and, That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Amy, her name is Amy. She has um, Rebel Nu Rebel Nutrition is her. Oh yeah, yeah, band. yeah. I did a reading for her. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and she kind of big on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> she posted about you, and I took a screenshot, and I didn't even act then. I took a screenshot, and I just had that screenshot floating around. And then this one night, I was like, "Okay, it's time," and I went oh. and found the screenshot and booked a call with you the next day. That's so and cool. you were like, "That's the fastest anybody's ever." <laughs> that's right oh because it was like the night before I love it yeah and yeah. it's actually really something interesting is that I feel like every single person that I get a chance to work with or talk to it's always kind of amazing their story about how they found me I really feel like your I call it your spirit team your people on the other side that consists of your guides your angels your loved ones that have passed I feel like they are the ones that are leading you to me somehow so I hear all the time, like, oh, it's so random. And this thing just popped up. And then I was like, okay. And I got a good feeling. And it's like that good feeling was your intuition. That was your spirit team leading you to me. And I always feel that. And I think that that in itself is just so cool. Like um, every event I do, I'm always like, you are meant to be here. You're, you found me, you found this event for a reason, you know? 
So it's pretty cool. hundred percent. So tell us a little bit about, I, I want to get into like my reading with you and how, you know, all of that happened, but tell us a little bit about you kind of realizing that this is something that you could do um, yeah. in your journey yeah. into this. Cause I think that'll be really fascinating. Okay. Well, yeah, it all started basically. I mean, well, I've always been since I was little, um, known that I was like different, that there was something with me that was just a little bit, yeah, different. And I always felt very connected to like my spirituality. We would go to church. Sometimes I grew up somewhat Christian, but not, you know, super religious. Um, but I really found out early on the power of prayer. I would pray. And then like the thing that I was asking for would happen. Um, I saw things when I was pretty young, just sensed things. It was just like, I always just felt a little bit more aware than like my friends. And I was always into even playing games, like scary movies, you know, back when you're like in middle school, it's cool to watch scary movies and like try to communicate. And I had a best friend. We used to do that a lot. Um, and then when I was in high school, it just kind of always grew. Um, as I got older, my sister actually passed away when I was 16 years old and she was 20. And my mom was always into mediums, you know, John Edwards and James Van Prague. And, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I just always thought it was like fascinating. Um, the books that she had and we'd watch the John Edwards show and stuff. And so when my sister passed away, it was kind of automatic that my mom would seek out a medium. And so I even went to one when I was only 16, which is kind of crazy to me because I don't ever do like appointments for kids, you know, but my mom had already gone there. So she's like, okay, you can go. And, um, I went and we did this exercise where it's almost like, I don't know what made her want to do this, but I was like reading her mind. She would send me things and I would guess what they are. And that's actually one way to build your intuition. And I was getting them right. And, uh, it was pretty amazing. She actually told me, she's like, you know, I'm being told that you could do this if you wanted to like you, that you're a medium. And it, my response wasn't, um, shocked at all. It's like, I just kind of knew I was like, yeah, I know. But I, back then I was like 16. I just wanted to be an actress. So I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be like an actress. And it also freaked me out at that age. I was like, there's no way I'm going to talk to dead people, (laughs) you know? So then, um, that happened fast forward. I always felt very connected to my sister who had passed and my, my grandma and my grandpa had also passed. And I was very close to them would see signs all the time. Um, I live downtown Seattle and I like literally could see and feel my grandpa walking with me, like down the dangerous streets. It's like, he's right there. I could just sense him. And I was only like 18, 19 years old Um, and keep fast forwarding. So then when I was a little bit older, I'd had many visitations from my sister, but I had one in particular when I was going through a hard time, like in my relationship, my marriage, and she visited me through this window it was, it was really crazy. It's like, I could see she was on the other side and I was on this side of like earth and she took like different forms, but I knew it was her soul. Um, and it was really, really profound. I was like, Whoa, she just showed me this whole other world. And she like walked off, like she was going to work on the other side of this window. So it was like a window I was seeing through to the other side. Um, and that same span of time, I had gotten some books just cause I was always interested in like podcasts and books on spirituality. And, uh, my grandma who had also passed visited me one night 
so strongly that I had had visitations, but she visited me and I actually felt her whole entire like weight of her soul and everything come off of my body, like sandbags. I mean, and she just held me and told me everything was going to get better. And that was the only visitation I've ever had from her. Um, and it was just, again, profound. And I was like, whoa, you know, that was wild. Um, and so then about a year or two later, I was just, that was kind of through my spiritual awakening. I would see animals all the time. I would see numbers on the clock, just lots of signs from like spirit, knowing that I was going to be okay, that they were with me, that I wasn't alone. Um, and then the actual time that I found out I was a medium was I would always listen to podcasts and stuff on college to be an interior designer. And so I was listening to a podcast or looking for one on entrepreneurship and I typed it into my phone and it didn't pop up, which was really weird. I was like, I know I'm typing this in right. Cause I'd seen it like a screenshot, you know, just like you did. And it didn't come up, but a different one came up about spirituality, completely unrelated. I'm like, that's weird. So I decided to just listen to this random podcast while I was doing the dishes upstairs and I'm listening to it and they start talking um, about their journey. And I just, all these books I would read about mediums and spiritual healers. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my life. Like I just resonated so much with their journey. And I'm listening to this and she starts talking about how to do automated writing and what that is. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to try this. And right as I'm listening to that, my daughters came up the stairs and they're like, we're really sorry, but you know, cause my grandma's an artist. So she's like, you know, that, um, they go, you know, that painting you have above your bed that your grandma did, well, it just fell off the bed. And I was like, what? As I'm listening to this about connecting. So I was like, that is too weird. It's too weird that I randomly found this podcast. It's too weird that the painting just came off the wall. So then that later that day, I tried um, automated writing for the very first time. And I was like, this isn't going to work. And I just had two, three pages full of writing. And I could feel and sense my grandparents come through and they were talking like through me. It wasn't me that was putting, it was like them. I knew it was them. And I'm just, tears were streaming down my face because I knew that it was spirit. I knew it was them communicating to me. So I immediately like went up and showed my mom and I was like, this is so cool. Look, anybody can do this, you know? And so the very next day we decided to sit down and I was like, okay, so this is what you did. You get a piece of paper out, you take your pen and She's like, okay, I'm so excited. I'm thinking that we're going to just like call in whoever and we're just going to be able to communicate. So we get ready to start. And again, I start writing like a full page connecting to spirit. And I'm like, what are you, are you doing it, mom? And she's like, nope, that didn't have anything on her page. Nothing was coming out for her. And as I was connecting this time, I heard the name John and I'm writing all this random stuff down. And I'm like, John, is that you? Like in my mind talking. And it was my husband had had a best friend who had passed some years ago named John. And I, I could just sense him and he wasn't even there, but I just wrote down everything. And then, um, my husband at the time when he got home, I read him, I was like, I don't know, you know, like what this is, but this is what I got. And he started crying. He's like, every single thing you wrote down makes sense to me. So I was like, Whoa, okay. I'm like communicating <laughs> with people that have passed on. And I guess maybe not everybody can do this. Cause my mom tried and he tried and I just kept practicing and I just became completely obsessed and um, just loved to do it because it just made me feel so good and would practice. I practiced for like a couple of years with just family and friends, you know, and then uh, one day my mom got me, she's like, I have this friend. I really want you to talk to her and, you know, see if you can do reading for her. And I did that one, didn't know her, didn't know the person that I was 
connecting to on the other side and it was emotional and just accurate as all get out. And I mean, she was crying and she just told me, she's like, you've changed my life. And so then I did a couple more like that. And I was like, this is, this is what I meant to do because it just brought me so much fulfillment. Um, and I was really struggling with my business and interior design and me and my husband, we had a construction and design business. And it was just like, it all found me. I always say it found me. It's not like I seeked it out. Um, I do believe that we can all do this, but it really was something that, yeah, just, I feel like it found me. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. And so I know you mentioned at the beginning, like you were kind of raised Christian or there was, you know, that was part of your story. Mm-hmm. Is there any point in this that you were feeling like this could be like bad or dangerous? Cause I know for me, like when I was growing up, I, the only thing that I really knew about all of this was like, my mom had a story where they're like playing with some Ouija board and someone yeah. got freaked out. Yeah. And then there was like the, um, there was some like game that we played in middle school where like you could say a name and like the mirror and like some, yeah, was, like, that's what, so I played those games with my friend. I was telling you about like, that was like the dark side of it. And that was the only time I felt like I was, you know, being a rebel with it, I guess. Um, and then just as I got a little bit older, I was only like 16 when my sister passed. So it would go all the way back to then. I think when that all changed for me, because I really felt connected to the other side already at that point. Um, and was mature enough. I think even at 16 to be like, this is a positive thing that I'm, you know, and I had other experiences actually with death. Like I feel like a lot more than kind of the average person when I was in seventh grade, um, a classmate of mine on track team passed away right in front of me, which was pretty crazy for when you're like 12 years old to witness that. And so that was pretty wild. And then, um, my grandma also died that same year. And then my other grandma died when I was 16 as well, the same, yeah, maybe I was 17, but just a lot of loss. And I was telling, I lived in, um, downtown Seattle. I actually saw a guy on the street that had died. Like it was really not, uncommon like death wasn't uncommon for me um and maybe there's an all intertwined reason to that you know that I experienced quite a lot of loss from such a young age um my my cousin actually too I even forgot my cousin when I was five years old um passed away right in front of me and we were he was a baby um and I got babysat at my aunt's house and right in front of all of us he actually yeah he died and the paramedics came in and everything I was only five years old and then my neighbor who I was super close with my babysitter died, um, elderly, but yeah, it's just like, it was just really not out of the norm for me to experience death. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as your question, like I had a friend's house that she was always like, it's haunted when we were in seventh grade and the Ouija board. And I was like, I was told never to do that. That's bad. You know? So I didn't like intentionally engage in anything bad ever. Cause I always just. I always wanted to feel good and like have it be a positive thing. So that's just like the path I went down. Yeah. And I know like when we did our session, there was something that you said somewhere in the beginning where basically you were like, you know, and we do this with good intention or we do this for, you know, positive reasons, basically, which, you know, I knew that going into it, knowing just from what I saw of you on your socials, but it was just an extra layer of like, like, that's the whole intention behind this. And we know intention matters. 
And we know that everything in the world has polarity. So of course there's going to be mm-hmm. negative connotations and things, but there's also all of the positive that we can affirm, which is what you, you know, yeah. do in your work. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And speaking of intention, that's like the most important thing in my work. I, I don't even think I would be able to connect. Um, cause there's some people that are just like born with this, you know, and I kind of learned it later on about myself, but, um, for me, it was when I learned that setting my intention to be of service and to come from a place of love, my abilities like grew so much stronger because that's what I'm, I really feel like I, I consider myself a light worker and I feel like it's my, goal here on earth is to like spread light and love to other people. Um, and so it just kind of clicked into place once I realized like, okay, if I set my intention to do good and to bring good and spread these messages, uh, it it can do nothing but good and help build that connection as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so you are at this point where you're starting to realize like, okay, I can do this for people outside of my family and it's really Mm -hmm. accurate and it's helping people feel peace and all of this acceptance. So from there, like, did you turn it into a business right away? And like, how was that journey for you? Cause I know as an empath in the business world, like sometimes those things are really, you know, they can kind of butt heads. Yeah. It was actually, like I said, I just feel like everything happened when it was supposed to. And I feel like that's true for all of us. Um, but the timing was just kind of crazy and how it all aligned. I, I did the few appointments and did one for a friend. And I was just like, you know, I I always listen to my intuition with everything I do, every course I offer, every appointment, everything I do, I listen to spirit. Like I have them tell me, is this something I should do? Um, and that was the feeling I got, like, just do it, go for it. This will be something that's yours because I, up to that point, I was, I did run my business, but it was struggling. And I really considered myself like a mom, like a work from home mom. Um, and I wanted I was craving something more in my life too. Like I was craving that connection, craving more. And I knew I had more to offer the world, like something bigger. So, um, I just started an Instagram page. Like I started my Instagram and started my Facebook and I started out very locally. Like my mom, you know, she works in a hair salon. So it was like small town, um, oh, so-and-so. And And then I would do like that first meeting I did for that lady, then she would go tell somebody. And that was how I started doing my appointments. And back then it was, um, a lot less regular just because it would take so much out of me. Like when I be, you know, when I first started, I would do like one appointment every. And so I just kind of began that. And I was a little bit scared, but we talked about this a little bit before, but I'm like, not one that I'm very like strong in my sense of self. That's like one of my favorite things about myself. And so I don't really care that much what other people think. Like, as long as I know I'm doing good, I know myself, it doesn't really matter to me. So I knew that, you know, being an interior designer, everybody I knew, my friends and family, like, that's so cool. They being an interior designer, is like the cool job, right? Everybody thinks that's awesome. But then you become a ma'am and not everybody thinks that's so cool. <laughs> and so I did have a little bit of an identity crisis. like thinking I was going to be this artist designer my whole entire life. Like, sure. Went to college for so long to get this degree. I was always that person. This is what I'm going to do. It's going to happen like this, just planner. Um, and so when I discovered this as amazing as it was, it kind of turned my world upside down because it was like, 
okay, actually plans change and you're not going to do everything you always thought you were going to do since you were born, <laughs> you know? Um, and so it was almost like I had to like release that part of, I mean, it, it's still there. Like I'm always going to be a designer. I'm always going to be an artist, but it was like, I kind of had to grieve the loss of that identity of who I thought I was as I stepped into this new person. And I want to trade it. Like, I'm so thankful every day for what I get to do. I love my job more than anything, but yeah, there was definitely a transition where it was hard. Um, yeah, it was just hard. It was like seeing that part of me kind of go away and people judging me and not thinking what I did was so cool anymore. There, it's kind of, you kind of have two sides of being a medium. There's people who think that you're the coolest person in the world. Like you can do this. What? You got the coolest job. I'm like, I know. And then there's the other ones that are like, you're evil. <laughs> you know. So, but when, yeah, when I was a designer, it was just like, you're so cool in general. Everybody thought that was cool. Yeah. And so what do you like, what kind of attitude do you use when you're like interacting with someone who either thinks that what you're doing is like evil or bad mm -hmm. or something, or is just like very skeptical. They're like, Oh no, I, yeah. I go by science. And you know, kind of like yeah. the naysayers, like, what do you, how do you respond to that? Yeah. And well, it goes back to kind of what I was saying about knowing myself, as long as I know myself and know what I'm bringing to the table, I'm good. Um, and I don't feel like it's my job to sway anybody. If they want to test me, like, I'm just not into that. I'm not, if you're a skeptic, I actually, I get it. Like I get where that skepticism comes from. I, you know, totally. Like, I think I'm the first one to say that what I do is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Even during sessions, I'll say something and it's like, so spot on. I'm like, what? That is so crazy. I can't believe that. You know, I've always surprised and shocked myself. It's really a wild thing. Um, and I, I get it. And especially if you're raised in a certain kind of way or just have these beliefs, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise, but um, I just kind of see it as like, they just don't have as much information. They're, they're just not as woke or aware as I am. And so not to sound conceited, but I, I just think like, okay, I'm a, like, I'm more elevated than they are they have these limiting beliefs that keep them stuck down here. And that's a shame. Like that, that sucks for them, but it's not my job to try to convince them otherwise. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's a very, I think, healthy thing that all empaths to a certain extent have to learn how to do where it's like, we in general have like a higher awareness. Like we're very yeah. aware of our feelings and other people's totally. feelings. And we can kind of like zoom out yeah. and be like, I can see the bigger picture. I can see where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah. And so it's, it's like a healthy detachment that it can sound kind of like abrupt, yeah. but it's so it's necessary for empaths to operate like at all Absolutely. for us to be able to detach and just be like, you have your journey, you have your rock. It's not Absolutely. my responsibility to try to raise your yep. consciousness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know on one, one hand, I do feel like it's my work to reach as many people as I can, but those are people that are open to it and want to find me. It's not the people that are like going to judge me. And yeah, it is. It's not, not to say I'm better than you. It's just that I'm more, more aware than you of, of the big picture. The big picture is the best way to put it. Absolutely. But I I feel like I have more love than those people that um, have those limiting beliefs. Like I really do. And I, with judgment, 
I think there's less love with people that are really judgmental. And like, I don't judge anybody on their decisions or who they choose to be, you know, but if they judge me, that's on them. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. So I kind of wanted to walk everyone through like what it's like to have a session just from my experience. Um, because I think this is another reason, like I was kind of, as I was preparing for this, I was sitting down thinking like, what are the reasons that somebody would not do it? And for one, like there's going to be some limiting beliefs and some stigma, like we talked about. And so it's really just choosing, am I going to stay attached to this limiting belief or am I going to be open to something that could be beneficial for me? Um, and the other thing is like, for me, I kind of knew a little bit going into it because I had written for a medium and I knew Mm -hmm. what her sessions were like. Um, but it's kind of like, you don't know if you've never had one, you don't know, like, are you going to go in and are you going to like be on camera? Are you going to like hear, like, are you going to speak in your own voice or like kind of what Mm -hmm. happens in a session? Um, so for me, basically we got on the phone and I kind of explained to you, like my grandma recently passed and I had felt all of this. It was kind of like these just series of events that led up to, like we were talking about the random, but not random at all. Mm-hmm. And so when you very first connected to her, you said, oh, she's so proud of herself because <laughs> she had like orchestrated all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it was so cool. It was this very, it was so such a light process and such a it was fun like I actually was having fun in it even though like I was crying and it was such you know because there was so much that was coming up I was like that's, that's definitely her yeah yeah when you cry when I always tell people when you're crying that's totally common people cry before I even start talking and it's because you can feel the love of spirit and I cry often in sessions too um, that's totally normal. So yeah, it's just cause you can, you can feel the love. And I also tell people a lot of times before I start sessions, if, cause I've actually talked to mediums where I left feeling sad or down, like they told me something that I was like, Oh, I, I wasn't expecting to hear that, you know, or it just, I don't know. There could be like psychic information too, that comes up that just kind of puts a blow in like my plans a little bit. Um, so I always say for me, I always try to come from a place of sensitivity and empathy. And I've been through a lot myself. So it's, it's not hard for me to do that. But, um, if you leave our session, not feeling inspired, uplifted peace, feeling lighter, like I hear that a lot, then I don't feel like I've done my job. If you're not feeling that way, I feel like ethically I haven't done my job. And I think that that's one thing that sets me apart a little bit from a lot of mediums too, is that it's all about, um, connection and love and healing as opposed to just connecting to the other side and bring their information, I really do try to come from a place of sensitivity as well. Yeah. And I felt that, like, I felt that through the entire session with you and it was over the phone, you know, we were just talking and it felt very much like this, like the whole, there was intention in every piece. So like, this is something I would recommend to people. If you've never had one going into it, like I had a few questions or a few like I had a reason for booking, like I had a few things that I wanted to bring up to my spirit team and be like, what's going on with this? How can I, you know, how can I work through this? And yeah. so there was intention for me. And there's also very much intention for me where it was like, you know, we're, we're doing this for peace and understanding and clarity. Like that was repetitive throughout all of our session. Yeah. Um, and then something that came up for me during our session was like, 
I was holding a piece of my grandma's jewelry and you were like, oh, I see a jewelry set. And I was like, you know, I'm holding it. Like yeah. <laughs> it was so, there were so many cool, like, um, she also showed you a picture that I was holding too. Like there was a lot of very cool things that felt like, oh, she's sitting like right here. Yeah. Um, and so it was just, it was such a cool experience. And I really like, I want, I want it to be an option for people who are in our space, who are business owners and doing, you know, life, but also like we have these things happen where people close to us pass away and where we need guidance and wisdom from our spirit team. Like that's why they're there. Yeah. And so I really wanted to like, kind of just start this conversation and expose what it's like to, to do a session, because I think it can really just be beneficial for us as, as business owners and just like humans who are yeah even more than that, like literally, and I say this with like all my marketing materials for every event I host and course, I teach everything. There is not a person who could, are you there still? Sorry. (laughs) Oh yeah. I just, um, who would not benefit from connecting to their spirituality to connecting to the other side. Um, even skeptics, like they have nothing to lose by it, but really it does bring like hope perspective and, um, self-awareness too. So awareness in general. So I just, I really don't think that there's a human being that is living and breathing that would not benefit from this. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. And I, like, I took so many notes when we were on the phone and there's still some like that. I'm like, I don't know where that goes yet, but like, it's cool. I saved it. I'm like, I'm sure it'll come up, you know, maybe in five years. Um, But so it was just so cool to see like so much affirmation for one, like so much came through from you that I was just like, it's, it's hard to verbalize and hard to like explain, but there's very much like, you know, when someone tells you true things, like we, I think as humans, like have this like internal detector where it's like, that is true for me. That is truth. And so like, there's so many things that you were saying to me where I left and I was just like, I'm confident that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm confident that this is, you know, and like a lot of pieces kind of clicked for me after that call. Um, and so it's just, it's so important. I know I sound like a broken record, but it's really, really important work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I know as you were just talking, I have like chills because I just, it's so true. Like what you're saying. And it, it is like that instinct that you just know I've connected before, like in group settings where the so spirits will come through differently. Like some come through more like a feeling or some come through really visually. And I've connected before, um, to energies where the person sitting, you call them the sitter, the person's receiving the message and I'm the reader and the sitter is like crying. I haven't even said that much information, but it's like, they just know that this connection is for them. They can feel it because it's like my spirit team, my guys, your people, they're all connecting together to bring through this feeling and this message. And, um, you know, depending on the person or the sitter, I bring through very factual evidence. That's why I call myself like an evidential medium, but sometimes it's like, it's just a feeling, an instinct that, you know, this is for me. This is really them. I just, I just know it like in my deep in my soul that this is right. You know, and I'm not even saying that much. It just could be like one little thing, one little bit I'm saying, but they just know it's for them. So it's really, it's really cool. (laughs) So if somebody is listening to this and they're like, 
like I know for me, I had experiences all throughout childhood where I would just be like, I would just know things or yeah. I would like see certain things or whatever. If there's someone listening who's experienced that, like what is what are some steps for them to take to either further fine tune that or like understand what really that could be in their life, yeah. like how they could hone that skill? Well, I think the biggest thing is to trust yourself trust what you're feeling. Um, like most of my students, the hardest thing, the thing that comes up the most, well, there's a couple things, but I would say is trusting, knowing the difference, knowing how to differentiate between, um, intuition, spirit messages and like anxiety. And so a way to hone it in is to just always come from a place of love, to be grateful and show gratitude and be open to it too. Like, okay, I'm experiencing this. It's probably that. And just trust that it is like, cause our spirit family, spirit team, the universe, like they're always there with us through our whole life. You know, we have guides that are with us. Um, so just kind of having an open mind and trusting yourself that you're getting the message for a reason. And then, um, setting the intention and raising your vibration too. There's lots of things you can do just to like raise your vibration, connecting to nature, dancing, singing, being creative. Um, doing a good deed. Those are all ways to raise your vibration. Um, what else? Those are some, some of the big things. Like if, if you're feeling it, you can practice different things as well. Like you can practice meditation, you can practice journaling, uh, and just see what comes up. And it, it really is. I always say this too. It's like a muscle that you can strengthen your intuition. You actually can, and it can grow. It does grow over time. The more and more you practice. Yeah. And for my anxious people out there, I heard this really cool. Um, it's Catherine Zinkina. She has Manifestation Babe is her brand. Um, and she talked about like determining intuition versus anxiety mm-hmm. and the way she put it. I'm curious if this is like agreed, something that you agree with, like the way she put it is like anxiety or ego is often a very frantic message. It's yeah. like loud and frantic and intense. Like you got to go here. You got to do this. We're going to die kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. your intuition and what, how I've experienced like source speaking mm-hmm. is very quiet and grounded. Like it's yeah. like confidence yeah. is quiet. It's very like absolutely understated and it has the root of love versus fear. Yes. And I, I do teach that similarly. What I say is that anxiety in addition to what you're, or what she's talking about is that it's fear-based. So it will come from a place of fear, things in the future happening that are bad. Like, oh my gosh, I'm having a permission. Well, no, that's just your anxiety speaking. Um, your intuition speaking feels a lot more random. Like, why am I having this thought? I don't know why, but okay. I kind of like it. It's not like a chain of events that led you to thinking, you know, say you're thinking about your kid. Okay. I'm thinking about my kid going to school. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking about my kid. Like I'm seeing them get hit by a car or something that see how that's like a chain of events that your mind created out of fear. That would be anxiety. Whereas intuition just can be like, okay, I'm seeing a random pink flower right now in my mind. Oh, that reminds me of my grandma. Like, and honestly that me even just saying that like a pink flower, that spirit even connecting with me. So I don't know if that resonates with you, Brittany, but that could be like an actual thing that somebody listening or watching is like, oh my gosh, that's real. Like I, I resonate with a pink flower, you know, but it is like quiet, random kind of meet. Yeah. Messages. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one cool thing about like the spirit world and, and these kinds of interactions is there's no like time or space. 
So like I've listened to past like lives that you've done on your Instagram and I was like, oh, that was totally for me. Yeah. You you did it like months ago. Like there's no, there's no timeline. And so like the randomness is so real. Like you'll be watching a TV show and you'll hear something and be like, that was for me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we call those postcards or cledons um, as mediums. It's like, there might be just, I call them like random pop-in messages that you're like, yep, I, I hear that. Like that was, I'm watching this at that moment because spirit wanted me to see that at this moment, because that message is for me. I'm going to take it, you know, (laughs) and that's really cool. That's what they do. They like lead you to look at certain, just like I was talking about the pink flower. I know somebody listening is going to be like, oh my gosh, the pink flower, because I'm just looking and I see two pink flowers, like right in my room. And it's like, there's a reason why spirit had me look at this, you know? And yeah. a reason why somebody is listening to this going, I, I get that. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah. It's so cool. And once you like, once you start to notice it, it happens so much. Like I, over the summer was having a lot of anxiety, like a lot of panic. And I walked into my husband's office to kind of like have him help me through it or just like, yeah. whatever. I was just really, really anxious. And I turned the corner and on his computer screen, he had just run like a, Norton security check kind of thing and there's this big blue screen that literally said you are safe with a period nothing else on the screen and I walked in I just started crying and he's like what's wrong I'm like nothing I'm fine now don't worry yeah then that that's exactly what it is and it's just it's like these aha moments that are just really moving and touching and confirm that there's so much more you know yeah Yeah, exactly. So I want to be respectful of your time. I know we're coming up on our hour. Um, Tell us like, A, if somebody wants to get a reading from you, which I highly recommend. I think it was an amazing experience for me. Um, So like, where can they find you and your offerings? Okay. So yeah, my name, I don't know if you're going to have it listed here probably, but it's, um, I have a website and Instagram and everything, but everything I do is connected to like Haley's spiritual connections. And right now I have probably more events than I've ever had in my life. Like I've just, spirit's been telling me to do all these things. And so, um, I'm really proud of the offerings that I have. And I, I know that they'll find the people they're meant to, but, um, for one-on-one appointments, it's all through my website. You can just go and click schedule an appointment and you'll see my openings. Um, and I do offer appointments in person over zoom, FaceTime or phone call, which I most commonly do phone calls, but, um, and then I have a five week interactive course called you are an intuitive coming up. That's really, really cool. And it's so much about what we were just talking about. Like I teach automated writing. We connect It's a small group. So there's limited spots, but we connect to each other and read, do readings for each other. And it's always my goal to have people blow their own mind. Like that is my goal is to have people realize their potential with connection because we really can all do this to an extent. Um, so there's lots of things about that. It's about releasing stress, anxiety, connecting to more. We work. So connecting inner child, that's all done just from zoom just once a week for five weeks. And then I have a retreat that I'm super excited about coming up called the empowered soul retreat. And that is for anybody who is either going through divorce or separated or has gone through relational, um, trauma, toxic, people patterns that doesn't have to be um like an intimate relationship it might be a family member that's like narcissistic or anything relating to that it's this is about empowering women 
um, we all stay together in a beautiful home or you have the option to stay just outside the home, but come to it in Bend, Oregon, where I live in the mountains. It's just beautiful here. And it's just about connection and thriving and having people gain confidence again. And so that one's coming up. And then I have um, another retreat, which is called We Are Intuitive. And that's really everything I just said, but it's like about connecting to your spirituality and really learning how to connect to your spirituality. And I invite other coaches, there's coaches, a therapist, sound oracle, hypnotherapist, like all the things that you'd love to tap into for holistic healing. Um, and it's the most beautiful, like vibrant energy space that I could even create. I was just out on a walk yesterday and thinking about, I had been on this walk for like, I walked it for the last five years. And I was thinking about where I was a few years ago. And I was like, I never thought I would be in this position where I could connect with so many people and like help them, you know, like I was so lonely just a few years ago, um, going through really hard stuff in my marriage. And I just was, it was a really proud moment, like that I could bring my spiritual gifts to other people. And I'm also, I'm on a healing journey myself going through a separation and divorce with my husband. And that was really where the empowered soul retreat was born was, um, yeah, from that experience that I'm going through. And I'm, I'm looking forward to healing and connecting to other women in the same boat myself, as much as I am about teaching them about their spirituality and how much that heals. So, and I also do like, I have some live readings, um, that you can do over zoom as well to get like a group reading, um, kind of, you know, it, cause I do like live shows in person and these ones are done over zoom. So lots of different things. <laughs> yeah. And it's all, and we'll put all the links in the show notes. So it's all on your website. And also yeah. guys, if you find her on Instagram, she does like, you can go through and look at some of her readings and stuff. Yeah. She, she goes live and you also like paint and stuff. Yes. On, so I I also saw- do, yeah. I also do art. I've done art my whole life and I do what's called spirit art. Um, and I was for a little while offering sessions of that. If somebody's interested, they can just like private message me, but we do spirit art at the retreats I host as well. And what that is, it's really cool. You actually connect to spirit the same way you do like as a medium, but you're drawing the spirit. You're actually seeing and sensing like your guides work through me to come up with like a portrait drawing of the spirit I'm connecting with. So I'm drawing them and it's like, it's like automated writing to it. As I'm drawing the mouth, say I can tell if they have like thin lips, if their lips are shaped this way. And I draw it out and I'm also getting downloads of information about who they are and like what their energy is like. Like, did they like pizza or like, were they a grandmother where, you know, names, I get all the same information, but I'm drawing at the same time. So that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, guys, that's where you can find her. And I highly recommend doing it and taking, if you're feeling some resistance, just taking a second to work through that and see, you know, maybe there's a way that you can remove some of those limiting beliefs and come in Mm -hmm. to this because it's been a game changer for me. And I really highly recommend it. So thank you so much, Haley, for all of your time. We appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs)